this is Wicked Spursy. This is Wicked Spursy. Uh, it is Mike and Steve for now. Dave is uh, a little bit late, but uh, how are you doing today, Steve? You know, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I had a nice, uh, fun day today. I got to see some lovely folks that I don't often get to see. Um, and watch the game together as a group. It was uh, quite the experience, Mike. Quite the experience. Sweet. Well, um, We'll we'll get into talking about the the folks you don't get to watch games with, but um, me uh, I have a I have shaved my face uh, not completely I have my uh, my nineteen thirties black and white movie villain mustache going uh, I I feel I felt like uh, Spurs needed a new uh, kind of a, a refresher from from the fan base and uh, if I could do uh, uh, my part, it would be to shave that uh, awful beard that was getting so long and disgusting that it just needed to go away. Uh, unfortunately, what's happened is that it's uh, it's kind of, um, it shows my butt chin, which I'm not very <laughs> fond of, which I've co- which I've covered up most of my life because of uh, because of the fact that I have a butt chin. So that's why I generally have facial hair. Um, I like the way the mustache is looking, though. It curls perfectly. It's really odd the yeah, way that but it curls. Now that you mentioned the the chin thing, it's all I can see. Yeah, yeah. I, that, you know, it's. I think it's going to end up being that way. Uh, hey, if it makes you feel any better, I, I cannot shave. If I shave, I go back to looking like a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, and, and nobody wants that, right? No. Right now, <laughs> I can I can reasonably go out for a drink. And, you know, people look at me and go, you're clearly a worn out adult. Um, but I shave this beard off. I th- It doesn't matter how little sleep I get. It doesn't matter how stressed I am. Everybody's like, no, this kid is obviously 12. This is a fake ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're McLovin, right? You turn into McLovin immediately. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mostly worse. It's not usually better. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, just to get to the meat and potatoes of this thing here, um, today uh, I, I had uh, Steve and his uh, wonderful family over um, uh, to watch the match with us. Uh, it was a great time. We got to, uh, we get to play with this little one. Uh, my daughter had a fun time. Um, you know, she, uh, she always gets, to, gets a, a, a real charge out of playing with the little kids. She, uh, she really enjoys it. She wanted to do that as a, uh, as a career, you know, be an early childhood educator, um, until very recently, but, um, so she always gets a, gets a good charge out of it. Um, but it was, it, it was nice to hang out with, uh, with your wife and child and, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I just love being able to watch the match with somebody else. <laughs> um, me, I'm just glad he was so well behaved. Oh man, because you know? when you've got, you know, when you're the parent of a young kid, you, there's always that like little worry in the back of your mind, like, is he going to, like, is this going to be the time we're out in public and he just has a complete meltdown? But no, we're so far every time we go out with him, every time we're hanging out with people, kid is just chill as can be. Yeah, man, it's and it's great to have kids like that. We never really had problems with our kids either. I mean, you know, we weren't that parent like hauling the kid out of the out of the grocery store or anything like that. So um, we're lucky. We're lucky in that way, you know, I, in, in Testament, I probably to our wives. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to the both of them. Exactly. Uh, and uh, the, the great thing uh, that actually happened was uh, yesterday, Dave had texted me and uh, uh, he was supposed to come up here with his wife for, uh, for a little bit of time with their, with their kids uh, were at college and uh and uh, his wife wasn't able to make it, and so he was uh, he was the bachelor, and uh, he he got up here and texted me last night and asked if he could uh, stop over and watch the game. It's like, of course you can, uh, as long as you don't pick on me tomorrow. Um, 
but that said <laughs> that said uh I, I did tell him not to tell steve and uh he he did get to show up he showed up right about halftime and uh it, it it turned out to be uh i hope i hope a lovely surprise it, for you it was a good surprise yeah you know because you i barely get to see it we're what like 10 minutes away right exactly Dave's, Dave's like on the other side of the state so having him around is it's always a treat yeah 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 he's a he's a great dude we love him and uh hopefully he's uh gonna be here uh pretty soon uh and, and he's we'll... probably stuck in vermont traffic oh, and by know. that i mean you know some cow got out of its trailer and is probably just parked in the middle of the road or something i'm surprised that didn't happen to you today on, on your way here <laughs> you know it was it was pretty clear on the way here but uh it i did actually see that happen once when i was living in winooski uh right in that like oval it's not really a circle it's not a square it's just that awkward o- giant oval in the middle of the town that's a, a yeah cow, a, a couple cow cows got loose and oh, interesting shut that entire thing down that's interesting we have the, we have a farmer who's uh who's not very uh i, I don't know what the word is but I, i'm gonna say he's a fucking asshole and won't fix his fence so the cows get out constantly it's in constantly there's a thousand facebook messages um and then the guy goes and gets his cows and puts them back in it is what it is but uh we did have uh what we uh would like to refer to as the football today um oh yeah that did happen that did happen uh i did have to go back and rewatch some of it to to make sure uh i had some decent takes before i jumped on today even though my takes are generally pretty fucking shit but that's fine <laughs> oh you're fine Mike. oh you're fine. i'm fine yeah, yeah it's yeah. dave who's got the crazy takes oh man that dave that dave he just doesn't stop talking <laughs> he never shuts up does he he's always got some crazy take um he's the you know the first to start talking when we record he's the last guy he's always got to get the last word uh you want to start us off and tell us what you thought yeah um yeah so you know this was an interesting one because you know it's not like we were super sharp right like let's just get that out of the way we won the game it was a great result well deserved um and and it was deserved. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't, uh, you know, just luck on our side. It was a well-played, well-deserved victory. But, you know, it's clear that there are still some pieces that just aren't quite fitting into place. Uh, we're still looking for things to line up. Um, the front three, you know, just to start with them, I thought Kane was a little off the mark by and large. You know, he kept trying to play some of these passes that were either too heavy, too short, um, you know, picking out the wrong person or getting the right person, but not playing the ball the right way. It was just an off game for Kane. Um, You know, Richarlison, I thought that, uh, you know, he was aggressive. He really wanted to get on the ball and make something happen, but not much end product from him either. Decky was probably the best of the front three. Um, and even then, like he didn't really offer all that much except for an outlet, uh, for the real greatest Spurs player to ever don the shirt, Emerson Royale, uh, <laughs> to get in there and uh, open up the scoring. And I, I swear, if anybody out there in the Spurs fandom thought that our first goal was going to come from Hoiberg sending it out wide to wing back Davies to put the ball into Emerson Royale, who is the furthest player in the center of the field to just easily slap that in. I, you like, that's that nobody had that. Nobody was guessing that. It's pretty fucking wild because, you know, watching that back, like when, when that ball, dude, that ball from Hoiberg was outrageous. But when that ball came into Hoiberg, four dudes just like collapsed onto Ben Davis, like what? What it, you you're you're looking at him like it's like like he's some sort of crate like a streaking Erickson, you know, coming down ready to put a, a a slick pass in. And you know what he did? He fucking put a slick pass in to Emerson. And you know the the wide view, the wide angle of that of that of that ball too, like that Davis gave back to 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 uh, Emerson for the goal was 
just wild. It was kind of wild because he kind of brought the ball back and, and those four dudes were just kind of left on their heels while Emerson flew into the middle. Like he saw that space open up when those dudes collapsed on the Davis and took advantage and, and holy shit, man, like, where has this guy been? And and it's kind of like he did at the end of last season, right? He is running high on confidence right now. I like, I don't know if you noticed this, but after he got that goal, he was doing some really cheeky shit down the right. I mean, I was counting several no-look passes, some fancy flick-ons that he would then spin his defender and, you know, start charging forward. Like, this dude was loving life after that goal. Uh, and it me- it looked like it meant a lot to the team, too. I mean, him and Richarlison were, like, really amped up for each other. Romero just you know, came in and kicked him in the thigh. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're pushing each other in the chest. They're hitting each other in the chest. Yeah, no, I thought it was fun to watch. Um, But like you said, by and large, like the, the, the first half for me was, um, it was just kind of, it wasn't anything. It was just kind of boring. And I said, "Uh, more of this, you know, no spurs showing up in the first half. Um, They had some, they had some decent pressure, but, like it was pressure without really feeling threatening at all. Like, yeah, we were in uh, in and around the box, but none of it really felt like it was going to come to anything, you know, like it was just there. I, I And I felt like, yeah, I feel like Dyer too is still trying to figure out where he's supposed to position himself. I, if he, there were a few times like, like right off the bat when Bowen put that was that, that was Bowen. Yeah. I put that long shot in that went wide. Yeah. Um, he left so much fucking space and didn't, he, he didn't, he doesn't know whether to close the man down or to, or to, or to come up and put pressure on him. And it's either because he doesn't trust, um, he doesn't trust his, oh, hold on for a second. It's either he doesn't trust his, uh, his side men or, or he's just doesn't trust his own, his own skill set. Lack of confidence, maybe it's got to be some lack of confidence. And how dare you talk about me like it. that, gentlemen? That look who made there it. he is. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! What's up, the boys? Dude. Sorry about my uh, sorry about my tardiness. That's okay. Was uh, it a, a cow in the road preventing you from uh, getting here? Um, no, it was. I had to pick up this uh, terrible boxed wine on clearance from Target. How's that sound for excitement? <laughs> You went no. to you went to no, you didn't get that at Target. <laughs> Tell me you didn't get that at Target. Oh, I did get that at Target. Yeah, but that's not why I'm late <laughs> by any means. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You you actually could have taken a couple beers from my house. I could have. No, but but box <laughs> wine in like a hotel plastic cup. Come on, doesn't that sound good? Dave, it, it Dave, certainly sounds like something. It, you Classy. know, it, it speaks it, what this does is it speaks to Dave's commitment to the show. That's right. It really does. He's on the road, he's doing show, the show from the fucking hotels. And amusement parks and wherever the <laughs> fuck else he does what uh other cities other planets dave is uh dave is committed to this show in fact you know, maybe he maybe he should be i would argue that the only person who is more committed to popping up in different places to do his job Ooh, where are you going is, with this is hoybeard Ooh, Ooh, nice yeah that dude was all over the place today um and, you know, it's that's one of those things where people were, you know, eyes were on Skip. Is he going to perform? And yes, he did. I thought Skip was, you know, really composed in the midfield. But Hoybeard, I don't know what it is, but there's there's a maybe it's just a, a vocal minority of fans who insist he's just garbage. Uh, you know, who who's that? Uh, there's that other podcaster who calls him a cement mixer. Um uh, mm-hmm. Certain Which Italian is, Italian English guy, I believe, right? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's smoking, but uh, no, Hoybjerg was he was immense. This dude, he pops up, he he's you know commanding, he dominates. Uh, you know when he's having a good game, we are collectively as a team having a good game. Um, you know he just enables so much uh, because you know he's like that that Swiss Army knife, that the Danish Army knife. Uh, just popping up wherever he's needed, uh, making those interceptions, making you know some some second assists to get uh, the ball forward. I you know I I cannot fault his work rate. This dude just 
even if he plays like three times in a single week, he still puts out a very consistent, aggressive, all over the place uh, approach. And, you know, some players, they do that and it just looks frantic, but he's always just so composed by it. Like he knows exactly what he's meant to be doing every time if he's on like right back for whatever reason, like he knows exactly what to do in that position. He reads the situation so well. Uh, huge, huge props to him today. And yeah, it's I don't, don't want to oversimplify it, Steve, but like Hoybier to me, maybe we've talked about this before. He's the type of player that every coach at every level of every sport wants to have on their team. You, you want somebody who does what they're supposed to do, who hustles even when they're not at their peak, whose answer to the coach's directions is yes, coach. You know what I mean? Like every coach wants that guy, wants that gal, whoever it might be, right? They want that athlete. And the people who then say, well, still not good enough. I I, I just choose to disagree. I, I, I don't think that there's a line where you can say that you want a more talented version of that person who will do whatever the coach wants. Like you need that hustler. And that's what I love about Hoybier. Yeah, I mean, every, every, every coach wants the run through the wall guy, right? For sure. They yeah. want that, they want that, uh, you know, and for what it's worth, that that same Italian podcaster always talks about how he's just waving his arms and pointing and shouting. Well, guess what? The guy who's out there pointing and shouting and waving his arms, it means he's engaged in the game and he's trying to make people around him better. You know, the the there are players throughout history um, in, in all sports that that just make everybody around them better. And I think when Hoiberg is is rested and on his game that that he is uh, uh, one of those second to none type of players like there's not even a thought that you put him in that starting 11 uh for any club he could walk in any club and do that but he it, it, i think the knock on him is that he gets tired when he gets in into a run of games and and he loses his effectiveness but when he gets a rest like he got to have a rest and you know our last uh, our last European match. I think I think he's he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean the thing about that is like it, it's because it's exactly what I said, right? Even if he doesn't get that rest, he's still putting a hundred percent of himself into it. The human body's not capable of keeping up with that pace. It's just not. You know, rest is something that is crucial to athletes to to even anybody who's working out just casually you need rest you don't get that rest at some point you get those diminishing returns so i think you're spot on mike that uh when he has that rest and he can be at peak efficiency he, the dude just operates on a whole other level uh, but speaking of whole other levels i i want to ask you guys because this was kind of a shock to me um especially given what we saw in uh in milan Ben Davies, when I saw that score sheet come out and I saw Davies was playing left wing back, I thought, you know, this guy has got to be on drugs, Stellini. Like, how did he watch the Milan game and think that Davies could be an effective option on that side? Um, you know, his crossing midweek was was abysmal. Um, he was, you know, leaving gaps. He was just not playing at that classic you know six out of ten seven out of ten that we've come to expect from him and yet the dude showed up what's up with that honestly like from for me uh for for my part uh i i love ben davis he's 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 a fine player i don't love him but he's a fine player he's like you said, usually a five, six, seven out of 10, whatever. Um, he has a problem with consistency. Um, he's never going to be that guy. He's never going to be that guy who's going to walk onto a, onto a club, you know, and just walk into an 11. Um, he is a solid performer and that's just fine. Um, he is a squad guy. Yeah. Um and and so when he struggles with consistency is where I'm, you know, questioning whether he can he can stay on this team and, and be a consistent uh, contributor uh, in the position that he's playing. Now, we know that a few years back, Poch started using um, 
our good friend Eric Dyer in the midfield, right? Um, you know, given that he's a natural a natural center back, uh, but he started using him in a different position and maybe maximize some of the things that he does well. Um, so you we know that we know that Ben Davis from last season that he at the end of last season the, his the the effort the maximum effort he was putting in the the, the crosses the passing um the the kind of midfield tackles that he was putting in i i it, it shows that he does have a, a skill set and again he may just be an okay player you know going forward but um if he's just an okay player then he's probably not going to continue to be on this team but for right now we need him to be able to contribute and you know uh for for what i saw today um he might be able to be interchangeable with long way i think there were a lot of times where they were kind of they were kind of uh, flip-flopping back and forth and, and long lay show, shows up in a forward position and, and Davis is rushing back to defend uh, and to be able to have somebody who can actually defend on that left-hand side is a big deal because obviously Perisic, can't. he can't, or he <laughs> won't one or the other. Like he, I, I can't say he won't cause he tries Perisic tries. But we did have uh, a replacement for that slot in the building uh, for the game. Not eligible to play, of course, but uh, Destiny, he showed up. He was doing, I guess, media duties and watched the game uh, in the stands. I mean, if if I'm him and I'm seeing uh, the performances at left wing back this season, I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable. Like, I, I'm getting into this team and I'm starting. That worries me because we've seen what comfort and complacency does to players on this team i mean just look at emerson as soon as we started getting linked with uh pedro poro the dude decides he wants to be you know top tier right wing back like just completely unplayable <laughs> so you know perisic you know if perisic retires at the end of the season i think people would be like yeah you know he's He's getting up there in his age, you know, he's, he's start, he's hit his peak. He's coming down, you know, I get it. Um, but you know, who, who else is, is competing with him, right? Sess has been garbage. Um, even with competition, Sess is not performing at a high level. So destiny, I mean, to me, that's his position to, to lose, uh, especially given the, you know, consistent game time he's been getting in Syria this season. Um, I'm excited for him to come on, but I really hope that he comes on with the uh, like with a mindset akin to current Emerson Royale, which is I need to get out there. I need to hustle. I need to score some goals. I need to be confident because um, if he comes in and he's complacent, then, you know, back to square one, I guess. Uh, but Davies for me, I, you know, I agree with what you said. I think if we were to look at our left center back options, I would say get rid of Longley and upgrade to a better left center back. Davies is a fine rotation. I mean, play him in the Mickey Mouse Cup, but you know that's a player that I could see playing in cup competitions or you know these kind of like midweek games that aren't really as meaningful. I wouldn't be upset seeing him in a rotated squad at all. Um, cause he's still, he, he, he's like, I said, he's a solid six, seven out of 10 player. You know, we know what we're getting with him. Uh, it's, it's some of these other guys like long lay looked lost today. Um, he doesn't seem to be a, a clear upgrade over Davies. And for me, that means he's got to be the one who gets, who gets upgraded. Yeah. I mean, long is not sticking around anyway. He's on loan, no. right? So, yeah, but you know, we're not. <clears throat> Hey, we're not paying money for him. Surely yeah, we, not. We we don't have an obligation on him, and um, he was he's a band aid for not being able to get Bastoni. I think, um, and uh, quite honestly, if we're not going to continue to push to get uh to get a Bastoni or or or, or a like replacement, oh boy, uh, Destiny might. It, it, I mean. Who the hell knows, actually, because we don't even know if our coach is going to be here. So we may be playing with a back four next year if 
someone like Pochettino comes back or or another uh, you know another you know, uh, I, I just gotta coach. say it I, I I really don't want to see Poch coming back um I I think that's just setting us up for a similar situation where people are going to be looking at it with these rose-colored glasses and the second the second things start going wrong they're going to remember the end of his tenure. They're going to think, okay, he really did peak in that, what, 16, 17, 17, 18 season, you know? And and to me, that's just, it, it's a step backwards. I think, you know, I, I love Potch. I don't know that he's learned enough in his time away to bring anything new back. Um, so for me, I would rather go with... Um, yeah, and I know people are going to say, well, what other proven options are there that are available? There's really not much to choose from. Honestly, I, I'd rather some fresh blood. I would rather go for somebody like Gallardo, who's been linked uh, to a couple of these uh, relegation fodder teams so far, and he's turned them down. Um, but to me, you know, he's unproven, but he's an exciting coach. Um, he could bring something new, something that we could build on. Um, if you really want somebody proven, then you have to look at somebody like, uh, you know, Deserby. But even then, you're paying out the ass for him. Yeah, I mean, and you could, you could just end up getting yourself back into the same situation where you have a coach that that you know a big name coach that comes in and wants to do things their way. And we know that the management or that the ownership group is not going to allow a coach to do things their way. Um, so what you end up with is, <laughs> is a, a situation where you have Mourinho, Conte, and then Deserbis, Conte light or whatever. Um, Thomas Tuchel. When we so they, like you say, yeah, some more, <laughs> some more Chelsea reject managers. Um, I think, you know, what is going on at Chelsea is, is sad for Grand Potter. Cause I still, I still believe that Grand Potter is a fucking good coach. Um, I, I think that he wasn't given players that he needs. He was just given a bunch of players. Yeah. So, I think it's the same as Potch with PSG, right? He's not an ego manager. No, no, no. So Potch, I, I think Potch, the Potch situation at, at PSG, I was just discussing this, uh, with another one of the the parents uh, uh, at at Far Post the other day was that like the Poch situation with PSG was different because like you said he's not an he's not an ego manager he's um, you know you could have come in or I could have come in and 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 said here's a soccer ball go play soccer you know when you have a super team like that yeah just give it to Mbappe that's like, like <laughs> it's it's like those it's it's like those. Uh, the Miami heat teams, you know, with LeBron, with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and, and Chris Bosch, you know, it's like, did, did their coach actually, well, who was it, Eric Spolstra or somebody like that? Did their coach actually do anything or did they just say, here's a basketball, go play basketball. Like he was the, the least effective coach probably of all time because he didn't, he didn't have to coach. Poch didn't have a coaching job to do. You know, he was just supposed to be out there because one, you know, he's he's a handsome fella with with good hair and he wears he wears a suit nicely. Right. So that's that's all he has to do is be out there and, and look good because that's what PSG is all about, because. God knows that in the French League, you just have to look good. If you're if you're a top tier team, because you're there's one or two teams in that league and then the rest don't don't fucking matter. You know, Mike, it just occurred to me that we <laughs> we went way off base. I guess without Dave to wrangle us. Uh, yeah. But it just occurred to me we never finished talking about the game. There's one key piece that we haven't mentioned yet: Sun's effectiveness off the bench. We've been God damn. Why did you? I, I think we've been I, calling for him to be benched for weeks now. He gets benched. He comes on. He scores. Yeah. Clearly, we ought to be coaching this team. Yeah. No. Clearly. I mean. I'm questioning, you know, I, I didn't hear from, I didn't hear from uh, Rhode Island Brian at all today, which is weird until like just recently. And I'm wondering if he was at the match today too, because he was at that match where son came in and scored three goals, uh, you know, in a, in a sub performance, in a sub uh, performance. So um, 
I got to tell you, it was the the one thing that Harry Kane did well in this game. Was that? Fine, son. Holy shit, dude. Like, I watched that highlight over and over and over again. And the way that Harry was fighting for that, was fighting for that position to get the ball. And then just, I don't even know if he saw son or if he just put the ball out there. It it it, it kind of harkened back, back to last season where they were just like connecting with each other some, somewhat like, I don't know, some sort of mind, some sort of, you know, mind language that they have together. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like Kane's assist there, that was pure muscle memory. That was him being in that game for so long and, and just instinctively knowing where he needed to put the ball. The the piece that really benefited from that for me was Sun coming on and being hungry for it. I think Sun's been ineffective at times because he like overthinks. He tries to do too much by himself. He's trying to hit those same highs that he saw last season. Uh, and, and for me, I think just the fact that he is he came on as a sub with really nothing to prove he was able to just be his hungry, confident self. He was in the right spot at the right time. You know, I think spending time on the bench, watching the game without being directly involved in it, gave him the opportunity to kind of think about what he wanted to do before he was actually on the field to do it. No more overthinking. He could just be in the spot he needed to be in, take that ball off Kane and put it away. Was he also maybe not restricted by, um, by instruction from Conte? I don't know, like because he got he got into spots today, into spaces today where where you would have seen him in the in the past, right? You know, I mean, he was he was um, making some of those bombing runs in from the back, and he was uh, you know driving the ball deep into the corner and. Um, he was able to seemingly play a little more free than, than he was. Uh, I, I just, I just think that like if Sonny has the ability and, and, um, and the instruction to go out there and just play his game, maybe it's a, maybe it's a completely different story. I mean, it's possible. Um, I, you I, know, this I, is one of those situations where it's, it's really hard for us to un- to understand completely what the team dynamic is probably until Conte leaves. Once Conte leaves and we get somebody else in to, to take control, I think that's when it starts to become obvious. Was this a personnel thing? Like, are they really on their way out or was it just a tactical fuck up from Conte? Uh, Because if you think about it, new manager comes in, he's got the same players. Um, if they still perform consistently, okay, it was a player issue. In which case, you would argue, well, why did Conte keep playing them if there was clearly an issue? But um, you know, then the opposite, I think, is is probably the more damning. New manager comes in, and all these players miraculously recover and start playing like they're you know top five in their position in the world. Um, clearly, that's a tactical issue. That's a, a management issue, but. I don't think we can know for sure until Conte leaves, which let's, let's face it. It's probably this summer. He's probably not extending. We're probably just going to wipe our hands with it and, and start fresh next season. That's, that's my guess. Yeah. I think you're right. I honestly think you're right. And it it might be to the detriment of some, but it might be to the benefit of most who knows. Like I think, you know, Conte came in and gave a, gave a real boost to this club last year. And uh, and you want to talk about a new manager bounce. That was, that was like new manager bounce in, in all of its glory. Uh, it, it propelled Spurs into, into fourth place and, and, uh, and got Spurs into champions league and where they sit now in champions league is they have a very good opportunity to be able to, um, to, uh, keep fourth place right now and they have a very good they have a very good opportunity to 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 win a game against milan you know so i mean we'll, we'll see what happens going forward yeah i mean it's it's tricky right there's there still are questions so much of the season left there are but, still questions that need to be asked 
one decent performance and I, i'm not even saying it was it was decent i mean we were aggressive we were assertive but west ham's in the relegation zone like that to me isn't a good barometer of where spurs are if anything else it's more damning of of west ham's current situation than anything else uh but i you know you're spot on right we're we're in fourth place right now we've got the opportunity to keep it we still have to play newcastle again this season you know there's a chance for us to i know they've got a game in hand so we can make up that difference with just that game um you know it's it it feels doom and gloom because our performances have been pretty abysmal by and large but at the end of the day you know we're not in the relegation scrap Uh, we're still looking for if not champions league at least some kind of european competition for next season uh, and, and, you know, that's not a bad spot to be in. I, I think we all expected more. We all certainly wanted more, but given the, the greater context of what's going on with the club, the management situation, uh, this has got to be a pretty decent spot to be in. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, there are questions. So, yeah, I've got a question, uh, speaking of, well, actually, you know what? It, it's it's difficult because it's not really a question because I already know the answer. I was hoping Dave would be done with his, uh, you know, Burlington Fight Club out in the parking lot by now to to ask it himself. But uh, since he's still in the middle of what I oh, there he is, perfect timing, Dave. We were just came, talking about your came... parking lot fight club. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Yes, <laughs> oh. there you go. <laughs> Damn. He wastes no time. Just gets right. That was, awesome. you see, that was the I first was time I've actually like had a real belly laugh during this uh, <laughs> during today. Steve and I are like, Steve and I are like going, uh, you know, extra inch style on this thing. Like very, very serious and very, you know, very like on point tactical shit. Right. The stuff that I have no business taking part in. So that worked out well, like well, I do look, either. Look at, look at me. I look ridiculous. We went, I mean, we went <laughs> off the rails. I, there was a point where I was like, Dave needs to be here to wrangle us, but I know I, we were talking about Pochettino's PSG and like, yeah, I'm glad to see you. You, I assume you were just having a fight club in the parking lot and that's, uh, uh, I wish it were that simple. No, um, <laughs> Steve was, Steve was comparing, was comparing Hoiberg to Pique Iniesta and, Oh yeah, it was it was insane, but I, I it didn't feel right for me to ask that question, Dave, well, because I knew the answer. Steve, before I ask it, could I ask a couple other questions that are kind of on my man mind and pertinent? You, I mean, I'm not going to say no to you. Look at you, Sweet. you just mop the floor with somebody. I assume <laughs> we don't talk about what happened in the parking lot. Um, That's fair. <laughs> question number one: Have you discussed the fact that um, we were able to be together in person today? Has that come up? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, man, might have, yeah. All right, cool. Have we discussed, Mike, your glorious new look for the people that, that are listening by audio? Is that, has that been a topic? Yeah, his, he mentioned his butt chin in detail. So we, like, damsel in distress, tied to the railroad tracks, all that has, has come up, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, we got that. We got right. that. Um, yeah. You guys are wonderful. I love you. Thank you singlet, so much. Singlet, lifting weights on the beach in a singlet. Uh, that is the best visual. I actually, <laughs> I described that, I described that to my son, Logan, who you guys both know, who was like, that's, that's fantastic. I'd like fighting, to see a picture Fighting 30s style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put, put your dukes up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now you get to ask probably the most important question. The most important question. Hey, Mike, at this time of the day, what you drinking? Uh, Dave, I'm glad you asked that. I really love it when you ask that. Uh, Today we have an offering. Ooh, an offering. An offering from uh, Weird Window Brewing. We've uh, we've had one of their beers before. And um, I went there a couple weeks ago uh, with my daughter, and uh, she... um, had a sparkling water, of course. She's yeah, 14 years old. Um, but uh I'm drinking a sparkling water right now. Oh, <laughs> is that one of those aha ones? It is, yes. Yeah, it is uh that. blueberry pomegranate. Oh, lovely. It's pretty good. Sounds good. Um, so I have uh, and, and I actually gave one to Steve because I, I only got two. Um, I thought there I thought I had gotten more, but I only got two. It's it's called Down and Clear. That's the one when I opened your fridge today. You're like, don't touch that one. 
I didn't realize you'd already given one to Steve, so you only had one left. Now I now well, I see. I got like a couple mixed four it. packs. I got a couple mixed four packs when I went there. So. so so I grabbed that one, right? And and I cracked it open and uh you know, my wife she wanted to try it and she ended up liking it. So she's yeah. like, All right, I'm gonna drink this one. It's like, okay, well, I'll go back and I'll get the other one. And then I saw <laughs> nice. that it was the only one. Nice. And I knew I knew he was doing this tonight. So uh I went with a different option. I had a uh, house mark, which was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good man. Just Steve. okay. It was okay. It, Amy doesn't like those, so good man. They're they're an okay summer beer. Like if you're gonna have one one beer in the summer, you can have one of those. Oh, that that's nice. I love that sound. Mike, I uh, I stopped. Well, Mike and Steve, I stopped with my boys at uh, Four Quarters uh, at the uh, the Oval the Oval Square Roundabout. We did talk um, about that already too. The the yeah. cow situation that Steve had. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but stopped there. I had the. Uh, it was called like gentle bear or nice bear or something like that it was like a uh some sort of chocolatey number it was it was fair i wouldn't go fair. buy it again but it was fair they're so like they're hit or miss they yeah. are every single one of their beers are hit or miss they just have too many stick with your five or six beers and you know hone your craft well they obviously have their that's a good looking beer i know isn't it look at that I have it in a staunch glass. It's got kind of a got a Pilsner type of look to it, I would say. That is a nice glass. Yeah, I paid twenty two dollars for it. Damn, Better I didn't nice even know I paid. 20, I didn't know I paid twenty two dollars for it. Thank you very much, black flannel. Was it like one of those you break it, you buy it type things, and they looked at you and went, ah, "You just buy it now." <laughs> no, I just said I. I, I it's got gonna it. break. I got their Kolsch. Uh, it's called Dent Head. It's a good. It's a good Kolsch. Um, so I got it at while i was while i was there and it came in this cool staunch glass really tall nice staunch glass and i said you know what wrap one of those up for me and put it on my tab so they wrapped it up brought it over i paid my bill and i was like man that was expensive for what we ate and then i on the way home i'm looking at the i'm looking at the bill you know at the receipt and i'm like holy shit this thing was 22 dollars <laughs> you charge me $22 for a glass. So I, I I go back there a week later and I'm like, are those glasses really $22? And they're like, yeah, they are. They're tough to get. I found, <laughs> yeah, I found a set of them for fucking 16 bucks online. Oh, no way. <laughs> tough, tough to get. Same exact size and everything. Like, hey, who's, your, who's your glass guy? Yeah, who's yeah. your glass guy? This is fucking hand blown. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, easy. This is a this is a family friendly show. Oh no, it's not. Sorry, not no, it's, anymore. It's definitely not. It's, <laughs> it's definitely got the hard e going. Um, so this is a this is a great looking beer. It's an American lager. Uh, did we decide that's what uh, Budweiser is an American lager, right? We decided that, right? I believe that's what it purports to be. Even doesn't I it thought it that? was a pilsner, but like, um, no, no, Miller, Miller Light's a pilsner, right? Yeah, yeah, Miller yeah. Light's a pilsner. Um, this is a nice looking beer. It's nice and clear. Uh it had a nice. I can see your mustache through that glass, Mike. <laughs> nice frothy head on it. Uh, Put your dukes up. <laughs> it's got some really nice lacing, as you can see. It does soapy. Yeah, soapy. It it smells really nice. I'm 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 probably gonna like it a lot. While he's doing that, Steve, I had uh, early dinner with my sons tonight at. Uh, it's either. Our house or our place, also our there, house, uh, house yeah. at the Oval Roundabout. Um, yeah, good place, good place, man. Good stuff. Comfort That's a mac and twist. cheese place. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. mac and cheese place. Um, yeah. if, if they're looking to sponsor someone. We got a sponsorship window open for comfort our mac food. and cheese sponsor. I haven't yeah. been there in in many years, but I remember they had this uh, this like Southwest style mac and cheese, which was just mm. unreal. It was incredible. Uh, the, the Reuben mac and cheese is fantastic too. They also have yeah. a Reuben. I, I don't know what you got today, Dave, but I like actually the place. got I got tacos. The tacos sounded tasty, so I went with that. Mac and cheese, I'd be asleep right now. <laughs> those, those are monsters, man. My son got a Logan got a, a mac and cheese that came with a giant German pretzel on top of it. It, it was phenomenal. It was beautiful. Oh, but excellent. No thanks. Too old. Excellent. For that. Yeah, they their 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 food. I I've always liked their food. Uh, but it's so. food, comma food. You eat yeah. there and then you go take a big nap. Precisely. So, Mike, have we given you time to develop an analysis and assessment of this bad boy? Yeah, it's a heavy beer. Really? Yeah, it's five point eight six ABV. Point eight six. 
Oh, yeah. wow. That's a, that's a little hefty for an American lager. When you say, well, it's also like I, I've never seen anything but like round up or round down. I don't yeah, claim know, the point nine, fair. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like those beer advocate ratings. I'm gonna give this a three point two three four. It's like fuck you. Fuck, I was gonna <laughs> do that too because of this because of this ABV. <laughs> I'm not gonna now. No, that, that's Be too much one, Mike. Don't Jeez. don't come at us with that kind of rating, man. We don't want to hear it. Um, so no, and it's nice and clear and crisp. Uh it's it's I would say that it's easy drinking. It sits really heavy. Um it's it's like I said, clear and crisp like an American lager should be. Um it's not heavy on the hoppiness, it's not a bitter beer at all. Um I've yet to have a bad beer from Weird Window. Um, I can tell you that I did not, and I did not appreciate the atmosphere that I when I went there last time. Why um, is that? I don't. I the owners weren't there, so the, the two guys that that greeted me the first time I went there, and the second, the, the subsequent times that I went there, um, very excited to have you there, and very nice and happy. The two dudes that were like that were there bartending were like it was like they were upset to be there and it, and it really crushed me you know yeah, uh, you don't want that my daughter did beat me uh, in battleship that day but that, that's another story um <laughs> so i've never had a bad beer from them this is a also a, a very good beer uh well done lagers are hard to make so um and, and and to stay consistent with obviously they know how to do their their brew um if they're another successful brewery this beer says uh american lager 5.86 get weird um i think if you had enough of these you could probably get weird um but it is it, it being a sunday night um i'm gonna say uh it's a really good beer uh 3.9. Oh, wow. 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 Blew wow. our wow. predictions out of the water. Yeah. Steve said 3.4. I said 3.3. Three, three. I wasn't feeling the, this is a really good beer. You know, that's, that's, no, this is a, this is a really good beer. I mean, it just is like, you know, I, it's I just like I said, it's like, like heavy. You can't drink like a ton of them. It's just, it's sitting really heavy. Otherwise, I'd be a, upper four. I mean, Wow. It tastes... I should have known it was good. My, I mean, my wife drank it and liked it. And she is very <laughs> particular about the types of beers that she has, you know? Um, so I, I knew right off the bat it was good, but man, I should have offered, a... offered you guys wine. I, I offered you gin. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really, really nice gin that you could have. Um, I did have wine as well. And I know, I know Dave, it didn't, it wasn't coming from a box. So I didn't offer uh, it to you. Um, so, uh, solid play all right all right <laughs> um yeah so i'm gonna go 3.9 on this uh I, I really like the beer i drink it again um i think i might go get more uh when i can what's uh what's the song to accompany your your rating um let's say american woman but guess who? Oh, all right, all right. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah. What What makes you draw that song? It, with it, that beer? Well, first it's an American Lager, but it's like, like I said, it's like heavy. Like that song is like that song is heavy metal before heavy metal was heavy metal, right? You know, it's just like that I, I that hard that. driving, like yeah. three chord kind of like, but the. And it just, but the song is just like it comes together perfectly. Every single part of that song comes together. It's got a heavy driving bass line in it, mm -hmm. you know, and it's got that breakdown in the middle. I, you know, I just, uh, I, yeah, I just, I, I think it, not the, not the fucking Money Kravitz version, you know. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck that thing. <laughs> Fuck that thing. You know, the the, the guests who the guests who are uh, are classic classic american rock band uh that song is it yeah that's i'm just i'm gonna go with american woman you know i i agree with that actually having tasted it myself just today 
I, I think that's a solid apt choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mama, let me be. Mike, what was the obviously weird window? What's the name of that brew again, though? Down and Clear. Down and Clear. All right. Very good. Yeah, 3.9. It's been, hey, Mike, what you drinking? 3.9, American Woman. Down and Clear from Weird Window. Good stuff. You know, Dave, I think Duke's it's up. about time. It's I think it's about time for you to give us your take on the week ahead. Oh, these are our, our fans. Ooh. They've listened he's to us the, talk. He's flipping the script on too this shit. much. Jeez. It's it's time for you to put in some work. This is why they pay you the big bucks, right, Dave? Right. Yeah. This is why I, I collect so much. Uh, yeah. Compensation for my Wicked Spursy work. Um, my <laughs> thoughts on the week ahead. Pretty simple, Steve. I think you put it well when we were chatting live and in person earlier. Um, first, what, why am I okay with Conte being in Italy and just staying there? Um, I, I, I sort of like the way we play when he's not around. And I don't know if that's Spurs blasphemy or not, or if you guys touched on that, but I'm going to throw that out for the week ahead. Take your time, Antonio, you know, get healthy, get it all together. Uh, Chelsea next weekend. They're obviously playing poorly. We should beat them. And Steve, to your point, uh, we are prime for a, another dip on the roller coaster. So I am, um, cautiously optimistic but prepared for pessimism for next weekend and uh i guess I mean, what we do have going for us is we're playing at home we're not playing away but uh but it's lots of derbies okay. in a row here right it's a recipe for disaster i mean we're in fourth we had a a decent game not a great game but a decent game one that shows that we've got potential we're going up against a, a team that is struggling i mean this is we're coming into top four is lava territory. I, I we are from, we are we're we are right. Back. We are fourth now, which to me is the clearest indication that we're going to lose on Sunday. Steve, can I share my uh, my top four offer that I made earlier? Just for please, the, so our fans can hold me accountable. Um, you, some of you may recall that Steve said if we finished top four last season, Steve, what jersey were you going to buy and you did execute on? I got the Harry Winks third kit from last season. There you go. So the my kid, the kit that nobody wanted to buy for the guy that, that nobody, nobody wanted to buy wanted to play. <laughs> I and 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 this is probably less of a stretch than that was. Uh, I got to give you credit for that. Um, but uh, if we if we land top four, I will buy an Emerson Royal jersey, and you gentlemen can pick the. Pick whether it's first, second, or third kit. That'll be your or home away or third. Your, your choice. Here's um, the here's the real question: Is it going to be last year's kit or this year's kit? Can you still get last I mean, year's? I mean, with, no, uh, well, numbers no, sorry, on next next year's, year's next year's. I'm at like when you get it, will it be that year's kit or will it be? I guess this year, this season's kit. Okay, okay. Actually, I'm going to draw the line. For the terrible factor, I'm going to say a this year's away Emerson Royal kit, the wetsuit Royal. Ooh, the wetsuit. Oh man, that that is my challenge. Uh, we get top four. I'll buy the wetsuit. Well, I'm not sure that's going to look good on, on a on a bigger dude. I mean, you're not huge, but like you're you're definitely a you're you're definitely a stocky gentleman. Uh, I'm no I'm no no scrawny fella, but are you saying a, a good sized guy can't look good in a wetsuit? Is that what you're saying, Mike? I'm saying I'm saying. saying that you don't you don't have that that cardio body, you know. That... I think what he's actually saying, Dave, <laughs> is for the uh we don't have the V-shape barbecue this summer. He expects you to show up in an actual wetsuit just to yeah, prove yeah. him wrong. Yeah, you like I feel a little Steve. toasty. <laughs> I think I'm gonna show up in a racerback tank top for the wicked wicked spursy uh barbecue this this summer with a big chicken drawn on the front. That'll be my my spurs. Um, no, so you guys can decide which which kid it is. Um, of course, I'd prefer the this season because those go on sale as soon as the season is over. So you know, that's true. always like that as an option. Those fucking things got to go on deep discount. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Emerson Royal. If we make top four, that's that's what I'm going for. Even if we get rid of them this summer, still still going to do it. I, I, yeah, like I told you, I said I I, I think I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna blow it up, and uh, I have to get a Harry Kane kit. I have to, have to. Right. Uh, so I'll That's have to get it. I'll have to get a Harry Kane kit, but it's going to be a white one and I'm going to have to get the white one at some point. And, and I think, I think you frame it, Mike. I think you go to Hobby Lobby, pick up the, uh, you know, the shadow box jersey frame. Yep. That's a that's a good keepsake right there. Yeah. 
I mean, highest goal scorer in Spurs history, right? Yeah, sure. It'll it'll go somewhere once I uh, knock these walls down in this room and and you know finish the basement. But I can't finish the basement until I actually finish painting my kitchen. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but it's it's still in the same shape as it was last time you were here. I didn't notice. I was looking at the chili and the bread. That, that's what I was focused on. It was, oh, it was tasty. Yeah. Well, yeah. well done today. Thank you. What'd you have for dinner tonight, Mike? Uh, chili. <laughs> yeah. I and and I uh, yeah, and I rolled the dice uh, twice uh, with the bread. So <laughs> we'll we'll see how that works out for me. So Steve, you asked me what I thought about the week ahead. Where where are you? We we know where you're leaning. Uh, I mean, I told you thoughts I on it. Well, it, I mean, it's one of those games. We're at home. We're coming off a, a derby win. Chelsea look like shit. You know, they spent a half a billion euro on, you know, piss poor results. We're in fourth place. I everything in my being is telling me this should be a win. But deep down inside, that stubborn Spurs fan in me is saying, this is absolutely going to be a loss. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm, gonna, I'm going into it expecting the loss. And that way, if we actually, you know, put it together and get the win, I'll, I'll be happy. But if we do end up losing, because that would be peak Spurs, then at least I can just kind of shrug my shoulders and go, well, at least I knew that was going to happen. Fair. Mike, how about you? What do you think? Look, uh, it's Chelsea. Um, they're in a bad run of form. They're coming to our place. It's not Stanford Bridge. So we don't have to expect a loss. But, you know, it, it's it's like a, the, the cornered dog, right? You know, he's growling at you. He's showing his teeth. You know that he's a he's he's tough. Uh, you're a little afraid of that dog. But at the same time, you're still the fucking human being. Show him who's boss. <laughs> Kick him in the head, right? Yeah. You know, the, the thing is, the thing is that Graham Potter loves to cause us fucking pain. And now that he's got a beard, he's he's he, he's a little bit tougher. Like he's a tougher dog now. He's a tough. So because I got a beard. Know. I no, no. I, quite honestly, quite honestly, Chelsea is shit. I hope we stomp them into the fucking ground. But like Steve said, that probably means we're gonna fucking lose. Um, and I, I think that I won't be happy with anything less than a win. I think that um, we have a good opportunity to rack up some points going into uh, our, our next tough month. Uh, which is what April, right? Is it April or March? That's that's a tough one. I, I think like it's April. March is yeah, March is decent. April is when it picks up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we gotta we gotta we get some run of, a run of games that we can win. Um, but we have to we have to rack up some points. That means that Spurs have to get out there and play play the fucking game like they can. Um. And and I think if that means that Conte stays in Italy for a couple more weeks so we can rack up some points, uh, then so be it. Um, I think Stellini's been doing a great job running running the team. Maybe he's taking direction from Conte, um, you know, over the phone or over Zoom or whatever it is that they're, they're doing it on. But um, I think that you know, we have a great opportunity to, to secure fourth here. Um, those teams that have games in hand are, are those games in hand are going to be going away soon. Right. Like Arsenal doesn't, doesn't have fucking four games in hand anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Newcastle, Newcastle only has one game in hand. Like all those teams that had two games in hand don't have those anymore. Um, so, uh, you know, we're going to be drawing pretty even here and we just need to pick up points and we can't be worrying. We can't be worrying about like who's ahead of us, who's below us, um, who's in first, who's, who's on third, what's on second. I don't know. who's on whatever, you know, <laughs> third base. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we can't really, we can't really worry about that shit going forward. We have to worry about the games that are in front of us at the time we play them. And that's it. That's all. Valid. Well put. 
Hey, uh, Steve, I know you got a, a hard stop time coming up. Uh, so let's get some closing thoughts from you before you take off. What are you thinking about? I think that this is a step in the right direction. I think that uh, Conte just, I, like you said, Dave, stay in Italy, rest up as long as you can. Um, you know, we're in good hands with Stellini and Mason. Um, you know, props to, we talked a lot about Hoybeard today, but props to Skip for stepping up. Props to start, for Skip and Sar for their performance uh, in Milan as well. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I know it down. we, we were talk talking, what, just last week about how, Spurs fans were all doom and gloom about the midfield. I think we're mm-hmm. in good hands. I think these guys like are, are capable. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see who got man of the match today. I didn't see any of the post game. I stuff think it yet. actually went to Sun. Um, really, but but it's because apparently um, Sun was the target of uh, racial abuse online. So it was probably one of those where like fans came to you know show their support for Sun. Um, but here we are 2023 and, you know, you still have these fucking, and I'm going to use this British term, um, wankers, wankers, exactly. (laughs) Uh, we do have these fucking wankers who are just, you know, just being dicks. I mean, how many times do I have to come on and close by saying, don't be an asshole. And you've Mm -hmm. got these fucking people being assholes. This is why I say it every week. All of you out there, don't be an asshole. I don't care if it's our team or another team. I don't care if it's Arsenal. You know, I don't want to ever be in a situation where we've got Spurs supporters hurling racist bullshit at Arsenal, uh, you know, Arsenal players just because of a rivalry. Like, that's unacceptable. There's plenty of other reasons to hate on Arsenal. You don't need to bring race or, or you know, sexual orientation or religion or any of that crap into it it's just you know there's a line don't be an asshole well put steve there's steve sign off for you right there right there mike what yeah, uh what are you thinking about thoughts for... and a sign off all at Boom. once what are you thinking for closing thoughts mike uh closing thoughts like we're we're in fourth place right now uh inexplicably like it's we sit here and talk every single week about how shit we are or how good we are or how shit we are or how good we are depending on the match um, in that order usually it's usually yeah. in that order yeah yeah right right <laughs> so we have we have the opportunity as fans to see a team that has three to five world class players on it like world like world-class top five in their positions every single week. Yet we sit here and we bitch and complain like they're not giving the effort that we want them to give. So we can sit here and say that they're shit or that they suck or whatever. And, and, and we have that right as fans to do that, to expect more out of these world-class players. But at the same time, you have, fans of teams like Everton and West Ham right now and Southampton who deserve just as much as any other fan in, in, in sports. Right. Um, but for some reason that we feel entitled to, to be top four all the time, because we have a few of these world-class players, it doesn't mean just because you have a bunch of world-class players, it doesn't mean that you're going to be, in the top four, top two, or, top, or, or or league champion every single year, your your players, your team have to work at that shit, and and we have to, we have to expect that one way or another, we're we're possibly not going to be there, right? We, you never know what the next season is going to bring. Other teams are improving, other teams have great seasons for no reason other than the fact that they're having a great season you know, and and they've put some stuff together. So when we sit here and we bitch and complain on this podcast, it's just a bitch and complain as fans. It's not because we hate the team or we think that, you know, we, we think that these players actually need to go away. Some of them do actually need to go away for us to be better. But at the same time, we're sitting here and forth. We have a luxury of bitching and complaining every week. And we're sitting here in champions league in champions league position. And we're sitting here with the opportunity to hold that position. And 
you can sit there and say the Spurs are shit. They have been shit. If that's the case, I don't know how we're sitting here in fourth place right now. Things we really we really haven't played that well this year, Mike. No, you know things. Things we we but the what is the metric that we 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 that we use to say that we're playing well or we're playing bad? We we measure it against the previous season. Yeah, and we measure it against the 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 players that we've brought in. Mm -hmm. So when we do that, we kind of we kind of put ourselves at a disadvantage as fans Mm -hmm. because because you're measuring something against something from you know a previous season so other teams have gotten better other teams have gotten worse other teams brought in new players new managers that kind of stuff i mean look at chelsea they can spend 500 million dollars in a january window and actually be worse so we have the luxury of sitting here bitching about a team that's in fourth place when we could be Everton fans. Very, very true. Who have a coach that I fucking love now? <laughs> I love yeah. Sean Dyche. I do too. I like, I've always liked that guy. I think he's a badass dude. He's a, he's, he'd, he's he'd a guy from a bygone era. He'd be a fun guy to sit and have a beer with. And I know that's a, a stereotypical, you know, judgment of who to hang out with, but he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. I, 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 from what I hear, from what I hear, I, I hear that he is a fun guy to have a beer with. And I, and I think he's, he's done many interviews where, where he's talked about that kind of stuff, having a, having a quote unquote beer with the lads, you know, yeah. after the game, a pint. So yeah, absolutely good stuff. Good hey, stuff. um, sorry, man, you've been, uh, <laughs> it's been, you left alone with Steve and left alone with me. That's been the story of this, this podcast. So Congratulations to you on being the the consistent variable throughout. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> apologies for my late arrival, disappearance, and and reemergence. But it's hey, important man. that I got back. You got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You know. Uh, let's put it this way: um, new iPhone setup for son gone awry in a million different ways, and mm-hmm. only dad could help. So only, was, weird, weird. Like the old man do, could help the old man was able to pull it off. So we got it done, but yeah. You know, Dave, like, uh, like they say, like they say, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? That's what I was saying. Right. About the time I got the text, like I need risky help business, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey man. Um, this has been wicked Spursy fans, listeners, supporters. We appreciate you. Steve knows how we feel about him. Mike, I appreciate you. And I like the new look, man. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Thank uh, you. You need to hold on to that one for a while, um, <laughs> regardless of what your kids say. And uh, <laughs> what would be your closing uh, closing word you would share? Kois, 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 kois. And finally, be safe, everyone. <laughs>